Hi there. Thank you for downloading this podcast. My name is Junel Sonido and you're listening to Radio Free Harvard Cabal. We're the race of men, conquer valleys and glens. We build huge towers in the sky. We're strong and we're bold, though it be hot or cold. We'll fight everyone till we die. Oh, we'll never give up the mountain as long as hope remains. And you will never see a race as old as we're the race of dwarves and our caverns we forge and shade the ore that we mine. We're stout with beers, but give us a beer and we'll drink to the gold that we find. We'll never give up the mountain as long as there's money to be made. And you will never see a race as old as we're the race of elves in forest we dwell at one with the earth and the sky. We're the race firstborn, and our only concern is how close to our gardens you lie. Oh, we'll never give up the mountain, at least until our time is done. And you'll never see a race as old as we're the race of ants and were what was meant when they said there are shepherds to trees. We've been stuffy and slow since our women left home, and many of us have fallen asleep. But we'll never give up the mountain, our trees are there to defend, and you will never see a race as old as trees. I am Tom Bombadil, I can never stand still, there's too many creatures to see. I have many songs to sing and a wife in the stream. So whistle a diddle diddle, call me. Oh, I'll never give up the mountain. Or say I'm the oldest alive. Or you'll probably see a hobbit climbing a tree. And it won't matter diddle. It won't matter diddle. It won't matter diddle how high. And that was the Middle Earth Bragging Song by Mark Gunn. Music from the Podsafe Music Network. And as you might have guessed by now by listening to the song, this podcast is about Middle Earth, or more particularly the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Tolkien, Tolkien, Tolkien. Uh, back in elementary when I first started reading the book, uh, we used to pronounce as Tolkien. It's only now, after the movie and after viewing a number of documentaries and interpretations of Tolkien's work, has the word Tolkien been merged? Or it gets transformed to Tolkien. Anyway, who is J.R. Tolkien? Well, J.R. Tolkien was born in South Africa but was raised in England. He was orphaned at an early age and raised by Jesuits and as a form of hobby he focused on the classical world and and taught himself Old Norse and of course he also concentrated on writing so much that he actually became a Cambridge Don and was uh, one of the friends of C.S. Lewis and they actually formed a group with other 
Cambridge professors or Oxford professors called the Inklings. And his first work was something called The Hobbit. And this was published in September 1937. And it became a hit. And it was praised because of its uh, attention to details. Each place had a history. Each character came from a large group. And each cause had an effect. In other words, it was a perfect adventure story. And it became a hit. And ten years later, it was followed by trilogy Lord of the Rings, which was during 1955. Initially, Tolkien was um, sort of hesitant to do the Lord of the Rings, and he wrote to the publishers, What more can Hobbits do? Well, after ten years, it seems it could do a lot more. And LOTR, Order of the Rings, sold more than 100 million copies. Wow, that's something else. And if you go back to The the Hobbit, which is uh, my favorite book of by J.R. Tolkien, its main character, Bilbo Baggins, set off an adventure to recover the Lost Kingdom of the Dwarves, which is guarded by a dragon called Smog. And in Tolkien's work, uh, there are several dragons, but you know, a few of them in particular stand out. Smog is one of them, and he's a dragon in The Hobbit. And there is Christophylax, which is another dragon in another Tolkien tale called Farmer Gillis of Ham. dragon has come to our village today We've asked him to leave, but he won't go away Now he's met with our king and they've worked out a deal No homes will he burn and no crops will he steal Now there is but one catch, we dislike it a bunch Twice a year he invites him a virgin to lunch Now he's no other choice, so the deal will respect We can't help but wonder and pause to reflect Hmm And virgins. Oh, right, right, and virgins. Yeah. Dragons. Virgins. Um. The physics alone just boggles the mind. Huh? Oh, uh, just kidding. Mm. Do virgins taste better than those who are not? Are they salty or sweet or more juicy or what? Do you say that them slowly go them down on the spot? Do virgins taste better than those who are not? I'd like to be shed you and many have tried But no one can get through your thick scaly hide We hope that someday some brave knight will come by Cause they can't wait around here too fat to fly Now you have such good taste in your women for sure They always are pretty, they always are pure But your notion of dining, it makes us all flinch Your favorite entree is barbecued wench oh, mine too do virgins taste better than those who are not? Are they salty or sweet or more juicy or what? Do you savor them slowly gulping down on the spot? Do virgins taste better than those who are not? Now I found a solution, it works out so neat. You insist on nothing but virgins to eat. No more will our number ever grow small. We'll simply make sure 
There's no virgins at all. Do virgins taste better than those who are not? Are they saltier, sweeter, more juicier? What do you savor them slowly, up and down on the spot? Do virgins taste better than those who are not? Dragon, please listen to me, for I misunderstood to a dreadful degree. This ecology needs me, and I know me place, but I'm fighting extinction with all of me race. Well, I came to this village to better me health, which is ever so poor despite all me wealth. But I get no assistance and no sympathy. She's impertinent, questioning, shouted at me. Yes, burdens taste better than those who are not with me. Favorite snack into perilous pot, give me teeth full of decay and me trim go to pot. Yes, burdens taste better than those who are not. Almost all of the year, vegetarian ways are now mine out of fear. But the birth means sweets, I'm sure you'll agree. And barbecued wench tastes like candy to me. As it happens, our interests are almost the same. So I'm really quite skillful at managing game. If I ate your men, would your exes decline? Of course, not the rest would just make better time. Yes, Harden tastes better than those who are not with me. Favorite snacks with perilous fuck. Can we teeth with a can, we chill out a pot. Yes, Harden tastes better than those who are not. Babies a woman can bear has limits, and that's why my pruning's done there. And an orphan's a sad sight, and so when I munch, I'm careful to eat only virgins for lunch. Yes, virgins taste better than those who are not with me. Favorite snacks, perilous fruit, the teeth will decay and be trimmed in a pot. Yes, virgins taste better than those who are not. Yes, virgins taste better than those who are not with me. Favorite snacks, perilous fruit, the teeth will decay and be trimmed in a pot. Yes, virgins taste better than those who are not. Yes, virgins taste better than those who are not with me. Favorite snacks, perilous fruit, the teeth will decay and be trimmed in a pot. Yes, virgins taste better than those who are not. Yes, virgins taste better than those who are not with me. Favorite snacks, perilous fruit, the teeth will decay and be trimmed in a pot. Yes, virgins taste better than those. And that was Our Virgins Better by the Brogdenagan Bards. Again, music from Podsafe Music Network. So, Tolkien's work was, as far as I say, a success. And it has spanned uh, through the years. Um, from 1930s, it's still popular today. And it has seen many adaptations of the film or many people have tried to adopt it there was of course the cartoon movie by Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings uh, which is actually a compilation of the Fellowship of the Rings and the Two Towers, the first two books of the Lord of the Rings and uh, it was I, I guess okay for the time but uh, some of the special effects are really uh, how should I say uh, not that good, especially that of the Balrog, which is basically just a shadow of a man wearing a some sort of lion mask with robes, just flashing around. It's not really, it doesn't really um, epitome what the Balrog is, which basically is a one of the dark spirits, almost similar in form to, let's see, almost similar in form to Sauron. Uh, in that they're also Sauron is a dark spirit Amaya 
same with Gandalf and with uh, Saruman okay anyway let's see okay okay so during the movie so there was the adaptation of Ralph Bakshi and there was the rage adaptation of the BBC the Lord of the Rings with Ian Holm as Frodo and coincidentally in the recent adaptation of the Lord of the Rings Ian Holm plays Bilbo Baggins in the radio adaptation he played Frodo and he was a, and his Sam was Bill Nye you might be familiar with Bill Nye from a lot of the movies um, let's see there was Underworld he was Victor and he was also in the British Christmas um, Christmas Christmas movie Christmas love movie called Love Actually he was the he was sort of the down and out glam rock singer who was trying to make a comeback in that movie and of course you have um you have Peter Jackson's version of the film which is I guess okay it's not as accurate as I wanted to be but again it was an adaptation and you sort of have to live with it um, my only advice would be to to people who have become fans of the film or of Jackson's film is try to read the book the story is much better in the book there are subtle differences but they are crucial differences and you'll only note note this when you read the book fully and of course oh I forgot to remember there's also the uh, cartoon adaptation from Rankin and Bass of the The Hobbit and The Return of the King which also included The Return of the King also included a music co- score by the guy who wrote American Pie who was that guy? um hmm who's that guy? Don McLean yeah Don McLean yep and you know as successful as Tolkien's books are there have been uh, some criticisms against it one is it uh, failure to engage females another is his songs which well a lot of people don't like and a lot of, there are also a lot of interpretations of these stories like between Frodo and Sam Gamgee uh, there's sort of this homosexual link we should say and uh, there's also uh, some people purport that the Lord of the Rings is an allegory of world war and religion truth but I don't know I'm not right I'm not quite keen on people reinterpreting other people's work I mean it's good if you're working on a thesis and I guess if you're working for your offer this dissertation but the original intent of Tolkien was to produce his book for readers readers would want this to want to read it and and as such you know Tolkien's response to most of these things when he was still alive was that these stories should be taken at face value in that a their stories of friendship b their stories of self-sacrifice and three it's a story of loss now in order for you to get this you have to read the book so if you can read the book uh, they're probably on sale right now and if you were to ask me which books I would recommend or which Tolkien's books I would recommend for reading it would be first The Hobbit of course second would be Farmer Giles of Ham Farmer Giles of Ham 
third would be a short story a leaf by niggle uh, which is included in his book the tolkien reader and of course lord of the rings which is composed of the fellowship of the rings the two towers and the return of the king my first set of books was actually given to me by, by my uncle and this was well several years ago and uh, the Ralph Bakshi film must still come out and it was really an amazing piece of work but you know it's something that you actually have to uh, go into and just imagine yourself in it and as one of my professors told me a few years into college he told me during one of the class that if you've read Lord of the Rings it's like you're it's like the author was some in some sort of LSD trip and you could actually re- um, read it while taking in some mind-altering drugs. And this was my Chinese philosophy professor. It's quite interesting. But that is another story. Um, so there. What else about Tolkien? Well, you know, there are a lot, again, there are a lot of books coming out. And that have come out. And most of them deal with interpretation of Tolkien, Guide to Tolkien, Guide to Middle-earth. And even a compilation of his lost work. Which is quite good. But I think the essential books are still. What I mentioned. The Hobbit. And The Lord of the Rings. If you want you can read Farmer Gillis of Ham. And The Leaf by Nigel. And um. What else? The other books. I'm not going Only if you're really into it. Like The Silmarillion. Which is actually a prequel. To The Hobbit and to The Lord of the Rings. You might be interested in it. Who knows? And you might also be interested in learning the Elven, El, Elvish language, which a couple of my friends did during high school. Uh, I did not really get into it that much because there's just too much uh, information to to ins- to memorize, or too much information to take in, too much uh, things to memorize, you know. And, uh, well was easier to learn uh, what they call the dark tongue orcish because throughout the whole book there's only three or five places with it on it it's much easier to say you know like Ajnag Turpataluk Ajnag Gimbatul Ajnag Trakataluk Agburzum Ishikrimpatul it's much easier to memorize that only four or five stanzas yet it's orcish or dark tongue but then again uh, it could be a problem especially if you get drunk and you start muttering those words. People just might mistake that you're possessed or something. And it did happen to me, I think, let's see, once when we went to the beach. You just got too drunk and just muttering those words. Well, the perils of the pastime. And so that, that was Tolkien. days of old in a kingdom bold there lived a fearsome dragon and the king he was in great distress and the country's spirits fled is that like a beer? until one day there came a knight he was handsome, bold and charming and he slew the dragon with his sword and a smile that was so disarming with a hand up ho and a hand on he know and a smile that was so disarming The king, I wish to know your name But the knight said, do not bother For the name of a knight of the realm Says he is the same as any other 
said the king tonight in my daughter's bed. You shall take your leisure, and she'll reward you for your deed with a night of exhausting pleasure. With a hand on oh, and a hand on you know, with a night of exhausting pleasure. One daughter, she had raven hair, a maiden young and chaste, and she slept all night in the pale moonlight, naked to the waist. The other daughter, she was fair, the fairest in the town, and she slept all night in the pale moonlight, naked from her small waist down. No With a hay and a hoe and a hen, honey, no, naked from her small waist down. Well, the night he spends many an hour behind the castle wall. But the ending to my story here isn't what it seems at all For neither bed of neither maid was he repaid for his glory But he slept all night with king instead for this is a fairy story With a hay and a hoe and a hay and honey no oh this is a fairy story And that was a fairy tale by Brogdenagen Bards Again by the Brogdenagen Bards Again, music from Podsafe Music Network. And we've just finished the Tolkien podcast of Radio Free Harvard Kubal. Uh, thank you for listening in. If you have any queries, comments, or suggestions, you can send us an email at radiokubal at gmail.com or you can leave a message on the blog. Again, the music used in this podcast comes from Podsafe Music Network and the additional effects like the sounds of the tricycle or motor running or people screaming is courtesy of the Kubao environment. And that's that. Um, I hope you had a nice time. I did. And I leave you with another song from Brogdenagen Bards.
Thank you. 